Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve, and welcome to my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Well, today is September 19th, 2023. It's currently 12.48 a.m. in the morning. That's Tuesday morning, if you just want to know. Joe Biden, Tuesday is the day after Monday. In case you're listening and want to ban me, I'm already demonetized. I'm halfway there, okay? Anyway... How was your weekend? My weekend was pretty good. I spent it watching football. You know, thank God football is back on TV. It was never left TV, but, you know, every offseason, I just keep praying. I keep thanking God. You know, I lived another year because I wanted to watch more football. I just love football. I don't know what it is. It's one of those sports where even with the whole Black Lives Matter narrative and a lot of people left and right, my friends were, were actually you know, banning themselves from watching football. And I told myself, no, um, I'm not going to let this whole Black Lives Matter narrative ruin my enjoyment of the football game. But I know a lot of you out there who listen to my podcast, a lot of family, relatives, and all those, you know, really good friends of mine, and you, you guys held fast, you know, held really strong and said, NFL, not going to watch it. Uh, but for me, I watched NFL, I watched college. Um, I even watched some of the USFL and... Uh, XFL, and uh, I'm not really a big fan of that. And I watch high school football, by the way. Uh, high school football is okay, but NFL and college football, that's where, that's where I find my entertainment. Anyway, you know, this weekend we had really good games. I'm sure you probably heard about it. Deion Sanders, Colorado versus Colorado State. Really, really great game. Um, and my Eagles, we're doing pretty good right now. Not too sold on Jalen Hurts just yet. I, I don't think Jalen Hurts is that great of a quarterback. Uh, I may be wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong. Uh, and you know, my guy, Nick Foles, you, you know how much I like Nick Foles. He's unemployed right now. But you know what? He got his ring. He won a Super Bowl. Uh, he's been there, done that. He's played great games, incredible games. Seven touchdowns in a single game. Uh, you know, he's won the big game, the Super Bowl. He was a Super Bowl MVP. And I'll tell you what. I know a lot of you are going to disagree me, disagree with me on this, but his Super Bowl performance was one of the best performances out there. All right, by far better than a lot of a lot of other like Hall of Famers out there. You know, Peyton Manning, you know, um, John Elway, even Joe Montana. You know, Tom Brady played his ass off in that Super Bowl. Tom Brady, you know, he played a better game than Nick Foles. By all means. Nick Foles and the Eagles were supposed to lose that game. They were not favored to win at all. And I tell you what, that was a back and forth. Tom Brady kept punching and punching and punching. That was like a Rocky movie. You know, they kept punching Nick Foles and the Eagles down, and he just cut. He kept coming back and back, and eventually he just won. And it was a great feeling, a really good feeling. But anyway, I'm not here to talk about Nick Foles, not here to talk about football, not here to talk about barbecue, but... Just to let you know, we've been bar- barbecuing lately and starting my barbecue company. It's still not fully, fully going yet. I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, we're not we're not fully up and running yet. We're getting there. We're inching our way there. Uh, but we're what we're doing is we're selling you know um, bar- barbecue, brisket, ribs, uh, um, everything you can kind of imagine. I'm not going to say exactly what we're selling, but. Uh, uh, I don't want to spill the beans because that would, that would be spilling the beans to like our competitors or menus. All they have to do is listen to our podcast and they'll be like, oh, that's what Stephen does. No, 
not going to tell everything on here. But anyway, we've been selling their friends, family, neighbors, uh, and they've been telling their friends, families, and neighbors, and we've just been getting a, a really, really good response overall. We've, uh, you know, it's what's really good about doing things on a small scale is that you can kind of mess up here and there and kind of tweak your style on how to do things. And, you know, we still haven't gotten a really, really big smoker yet. That's still being fabricated. We should get it, I'm hoping, within the next few months. And when we do get that, we are going to be kind of off to the races. Uh, we have a 500-gallon propane tank, uh, which we are, I guess, repurposing into a standard offset smoker. We should be able to cook anywhere between 15 to 30 briskets in there. If we go double layer, uh, you know, two racks, one above the other, we could cook 30. But I'm not sure if I really want to do that because uh, when you do do something like that, uh, all of a sudden the... Of course, the airflow changes, but then all the drippings from the, the top briskets will you know, flow down to the briskets on the low. And what's going to happen is that I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm thinking about this, that you're, you're not going to be able to form really good brisket. And that's the reason why everyone just goes with a single layer. But what I think we can do is just once the, the bottom briskets are done and they're wrapped, they can go into the top rack and we can start cooking with the bottom rack because nothing's going to drip down, right? But anyway... I'm not here to talk about barbecue. I can talk about barbecue all day. You know what's really on my mind right now is Lauren Bobert. I was going to say her name is Bobert, but it's Bobert, Lauren Bobert. And if you haven't heard, I guess she was kicked out of a, I guess, a high school. Was it, was it a high school musical? I'm not even sure. It's, it's Beetlejuice the musical where I don't, I think it's a regular musical, but her and I guess her new boyfriend, uh, who happens to be a gay Democrat, you know, to each their own, right? And uh, they got kicked out for being rowdy. Now, it takes, I'm trying to think like, wow, you know, first of all, to kick out a congresswoman, you know, and to kick out a politician out of a musical or something, a restaurant or anything, it, you got to do a lot of things wrong. So uh, what was she doing? Well, she was being very disruptive. Um, she was vaping in there, which apparently these days you can't vape. And I, I completely understand that because when you vape, uh, I don't vape, but when you do vape, you can, you can blow a lot of smoke out there and it doesn't smell really, really that great. And it, you know, the, the vaping sound, it kind of sounds a little irritating, to be honest. It sounds like you have water in your lungs or something like that because it has to, that vape machine, that little portable vape machine has to boil that vape water or that vape juice within a very short amount of time. And it sounds as though you're just, you know, boiling it really quick and inhaling it. And it just doesn't, it doesn't sound nice. You know, I have asthma. And when I have really bad asthma, that's how my lungs actually sound. So it's kind of not a very good feeling when I hear someone vaping. But um, you know, there's no such, there's no damage, you know, to your health if someone's vaping right next to you. You're not going to die of secondhand vaping. You'll just be very, very irritated. And I can see, I, I, I can understand, just for the sake of noise, and you know, you, you have a lot of smoke out there, and you know, you shouldn't be vaping. Right? It just, just have some common courtesy. So she gets kicked out of there, and apparently, apparently, her and her gay, boy, her new gay boyfriend, um, she's drunk, and uh, they uncover some video of them, and uh, well, their video is that well, it's uh, they're getting a little hot and heavy with each other. I, I saw the video on YouTube. Well, actually, no, it wasn't on YouTube. It was on X, formerly known as Twitter, and uh, yeah, they're, <laughs> her gay, her gay Democrat friend was groping her, groping her boobs. 
And uh, that's really interesting because he's gay, right? I mean, he, he is gay. I mean, and, and let's be honest, okay? <laughs> Lauren Boebert is a pretty good-looking woman, and she's turning this gay Democrat straight. And, uh, you know, she has her hands between his legs. So, you know, I'm not sure what the hell is going on there, but they're getting very frisky with others, with each other, which they shouldn't because this is... You know, this is a children's event. Beetlejuice is for adults, but there's going to be children there, even though the lights are off. I mean, come on, you know, you, you gotta be, you gotta be smarter than this. And she's, she's not being smart. You know, this is just horrible. There's no excuse for it. I'm not going to even try to defend her. And, uh, and she's trying to deflect right now because this is apparently it's really embarrassing. And, uh, now does she deserve to get kicked out of office for this? I don't think so. I really don't. It is inappropriate. She should confess and say, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, this was not one of my greater moments. Uh, it won't happen again. I really apologize to everything out there. It does not degrade on any of her stances from before. And a lot of Democrats are saying, well, if you can do all of these things inappropriately, what's so wrong with having drag queen hour with kids? Well, the thing about it is that and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. Okay, I'm, I know I said I wasn't gonna try to defend her, but now I am. Okay, so what happened there is that yeah, the lights are off there. The lights are off. She's drunk. She's she's drunk. She's not really in her best mind. And I'm sure they're thinking nobody's watching, and she's living in the moment, and she's just getting frisky with this one guy, and she's being stupid with this guy. Now it's a lot different. Then drag queen story time with kids. All right, that's an entirely different sin. Okay, so what's wrong with drag queen story time with kids is that drag queens are men dressed up as women and they dress very provocatively. And for the most part, if you take a, if you, if you li really listen to a lot of these drag queens and they, they actually, they actually uh, are, are turned on by wearing women's clothing. That's part of the thing. And they love to turn on men. Yeah, they, they, they Turn on men because they're dressed as women. And some of them look really, really good. And, uh, you know, the, these men, some of these men don't know that they're drag queens. but And, and they, they start getting kind of a little frisky. Like, oh, yeah, this is kind of great. And then all of a sudden they, they say, oh, I'm not a drag queen. And, and that, that's the turn on for the drag queens. Now, this grown man dressed in provocative women's clothing uh, wants to read children books lgbtq children not even let's let's take out the lgbtq stuff out there and and we're just focused on the t and the q because i don't want to you know group in the lesbian gay and bisexual community with the transgender and also the drag community they want to reprogram these kids yeah into into thinking well you can be a young drag queen you we can start you young you know you know this is wrong this is 100%. So, again, what Lauren Boebert was doing was just having a lapse in judgment because she was drunk, probably in the mood for something, right? And not thinking straight while the drag queen is sober and has an agenda to reprogram little kids. So, we're, we're talking apples and oranges. Both are wrong, but we can't compare both of them together. And that's what the Democrats are doing. And now they're saying, well, you know, Howard Stern is saying, well, she is a disgrace, you know, to, to, uh, to all of these congressmen out there. You know, she's a disgrace as a politician. Yeah, I can, I can name so many other politicians who've done worse things. How about Bill Clinton 
and Monica Lewinsky. Now, all the things that they were doing and all the things he was doing to Monica Lewinsky when he was on a phone call with one of these like world leaders, isn't that inappropriate? Now, there's no video of that happening. You know, I mean, just using the Oval Office as his little own playground, do you think that's wrong? Of course, no. They don't even think about that. And that's being very, very, very hypocritical was, you know, Bill Clinton just having a moment of weakness, maybe, because, you know, Hillary Clinton is not much to look at, and she's kind of mean. So, you know, Bill Clinton lets his eyes wander and everything like that, but still, moment of weakness, not right. <laughs> Lauren Boebert, not right. And drag queen stuff, not right. So the Democrats, again, want to say, oh, you know, she's worse than this guy, and they're trying to rank it. No, they're all bad. They're all really, really bad. And, of course, when it comes to these things, everyone's going to try to deny it. You know, Bill Clinton tried to deny it because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's freaking embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. And that's why I thought, I mean, even for me, you know, trying to impeach him because he lied, I said, that, you know, off of this? Really off of that? You're going to try to impeach him off of that? That's just a lie. And he's just trying to protect his, like, you know, his image. And uh, I said, you know, you, you have to impeach him for something much worse. And I, and I thought that was just ludicrous. And, um, you know, for Lauren, Lauren Boebert, you know, what do you want to try to do? You want to try to kick her out of Congress, you know, because of this? Now, you can vote her out. I think, I think you know, she has, you know, her, her political career may be in danger because this video, this video will probably run over and over and over again, uh, I guess, in her, in her Colorado district. And, uh, you know, it's just... <laughs> It's just going to happen, and then you know it, it, it will sway voters. It will sway voters. Now, I live in Hawaii. I can't vote for her. I'm thinking, would I vote for her? Now, I would like to know this. I'd like to have a Republican probably run against her, and I would like to see what they stand on. And you know, if she's apologetic to what happened before, you know, I may forgive her because it's not it's not the ultimate sin. It's not the ultimate sin. Now. Part of me, here's the conspiracy thing part of me. Here's the conspiracy part of me. Now, she's dating this guy. Now, I have no idea how well she knows this um, Democrat gay bar owner. Does she know him really, really well? Did she know that he's gay? Does she know that he's a Democrat? And what if, what if there was, this was all a setup? Whose idea was it to go to, you know, Beetlejuice? And then she's over there, and, and where they're at, where they're at, there is perfect. Where you know, she's not in the middle of the row; she's on the corner edge of the row. She's on the right corner edge, so the video camera can, you know, videotape her, and we can clearly see that it's her. Now you can't. If she was maybe, you know, four or five, you know, four or five seats, or maybe ten seats in into the middle, you you won't be able to see it. So she's at, you know. Why don't we just play this card? A Democrat, she picks up on this Democrat guy, and this Democrat wants to, to destroy her career. Because Lauren, Bo Lauren Boebert, um, you know, the, the Democrats don't like her. She is a Trump supporter. She believes the elections were stolen. You know, she believes in a lot of things that I talk about on here. And, uh, you know, and she's very, very outspoken, you know, right, wrong, you know, you know, no drag queen story time that she's a, she's a, against the whole transgender type of movement, you know, with kids, not with adults, with kids. And, uh, you know, and oh, the ultimate sin is that, you know, she believes that marriage should be, be between one man and one woman. 
because she's a Christian. Okay. okay. And oh, and also that they're also getting her because she's a Christian and they're saying that, oh, she cheated on her husband. Well, by the way, just to let you know, I did fact check this. Um, she, she's not married. She's divorced. And something's pretty bad because what, what happened was, is that she has four kids and a grandson. And these four kids are from her former husband. It takes a lot for a woman to destroy, to actually say, hey, I, don't, I can't get married to this guy. All right. Now, and I'm sure what's happened, she's a mother. She's 36 years old, a beautiful, beautiful mother. Okay. And I'm sure her kids are seeing, you know, hearing on the news and watching, oh my God, look at my mom do, do all of this. And it's embarrassing for them. I'm sure it's embarrassing for them in school. They're getting, they're getting, they're, I guess, called names. This right here, it, it seems too perfect of a setup. You know, it, it's like, oh my God. So now, if you play it from that angle, if you really play it from that angle, and she, you know, doesn't really know this guy, she picked up this guy, this guy invited her to, to like, you know, Beetlejuice, sat her right there, and then started groping her, and then she started groping him and all that kind of stuff, and you know, so I'm just going to get her drunk and, and all that, and, you know, try to do all of this kind of stuff to her. Then we have a story. That's pretty darn dirty. Now, do I believe that happened? No, I really don't. I believe, I believe she made a mistake, and I believe that you know that this gay Democrat may be going with, I guess, maybe having a coming to Jesus moment with a very beautiful Republican moment, and her coming to Je his coming to Jesus moment isn't being too Jesus-like, <laughs> if you get my drift, right? And uh, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Now, just to let you know, I'm going to go read uh, through her. I, I tried to research on her before I, I, I came on this podcast. And uh, <laughs> you can tell that she is not really well liked by the Democrats because they are just editing her, I guess, her Wikipedia, I guess, uh, I guess um, page dramatically. I, I, tried, uh, I, I tried refreshing it multiple times and... Uh, there are certain, I guess, areas that get deleted, modified. They start, you know, changing what exactly what they're saying, and so they're doing some work on here as I talk to you, which is pretty interesting. So, but I'm going to read to you some certain excerpts here, which is pretty interesting because you may not know that much about her. So, Lorraine Bober, she was born in 1986. She's pretty young. She's 36 years old. Um, she's an American politician, businesswoman, and guns rights activist. They got that part right. She's serving as the U.S. representative as Colorado's 3rd Congressional District from 2013 to 2022. She owned Shooter's Grill, a restaurant in Rifle, Colorado. What a name, right? What a, what a name. Where, she, where staff members were encouraged to carry firearms openly. That's really great. That's really cool. I like that. And uh, a member of the... She's a member of the Republican Party, which is awesome. Uh, Boebert is known for her guns right advocacy. In the 2020 United States House of Representatives election in Colorado, she unexpectedly defeated the incumbent Scott Tipton, I remember that, in the primary election, probably because she was beautiful, and went on to win the general election over Democratic nominee Diane Bush, a former state rep representative. So it was a really big upset. This is a really, really big upset because she won over an incumbent Republican. 
And on top of that, she won over, a, uh, I guess, a Democratic nominee who was a former state representative. And she's going from being no one. No one. Absolutely no one. So in, in Congress, Boebert has associated herself with the conservative Republican Study Committee. Now, I have no idea what that means. Oh, and the far-right Freedom Caucus, of which she became the communications chair in January 2022, and the pro-gun Second Amendment Caucus. She won re-election in 2020 by a narrow margin of 546 votes. That's, that's a close one. And, and you know why that happened? It's because all of the California people is, has gone over to Florida, not over to Florida, over to Colorado, and they're turning Colorado blue. They really, really, really are. Now, Boebert's views are broadly described as far right. Now, do I consider it far right? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I kind of agree with almost everything she says. Am, am I far right? I have no idea. You know, um, you know, here's the thing. You can be far right. Or, or whatever they want to call it. I, I hate labels. But I notice people on the far right, or right, or the conservative party, will, we have a very high tolerance for, uh, for Democrats. In fact, we really don't care. We really, really don't care. I mean, we will not unfriend you in real life, or even unfriend you in, on Facebook or anyone, unless you're being a you know, complete asshole. Um, but for the most part, you know, if you're not an asshole and just believe in something different, you know, we're happy to be a, be a friend of yours. That person she was hooking up with was a Democrat, okay? So, apparently, she works across the aisle, even in Beetlejuice. Okay, so she is an ally and supporter of former President Donald Trump. Got a gold star for that. She supports Trump's claims that the 2020 election was stolen from him and voted to overturn its results. Got a really another gold star for that. She's looking pretty good. She is accused of supporting the QAnon conspiracy theory. Now, I've read about this further down in the QAnon stuff, and uh, there's no proof of that. There's actually no proof of that. And, and one thing, when, when people start talking about QAnon, and they, use, and they put the words together, QAnon, that's kind of like, it, it, there's no such thing as QAnon. So Q, supposedly, is, it could be... It's supposed to be either Donald Trump or some person who works with high with a high level level of security clearance over over there in the White House or over there somewhere close to Donald Trump. And what he would do, or he or she or whoever it is, they would drop these little Q drops of, of information. And then you'd have to then someone out there would have to decipher what the hell they're talking about. And they have all of these different types of like uh, I guess translations. It's almost like almost like a Bible verse, and there's one million ways to translate them. And then these, I guess, anon, these anonymous, you know, guys who are interpreting the Q drops. These are where a lot of people would get their interpretations of the Q drops, and that's really what it was. Now, did I believe in any of them? No, not at all, uh, because they're they're just really poorly written conspiracy theories and, and poorly written fiction with like plot holes you can drive a Mack truck through and um but the thing about it was that uh within these conspiracy theories there there was always a drop of truth like for example when you have hollywood's you know hollywood celebrities or politicians who you know who are possibly involved with the sex trafficking of some sort and um all of, all of a sudden they said that was a QAnon theory and then you have jeffrey epstein uh, I remember when the G20 came to Hawaii a long time ago, we had tons of 
prostitutes fly into Waikiki. You could see all of them. There are tons and tons and tons. And guess what? A lot of these prostitutes were underage. They were. And they follow these politicians wherever they go. Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter. These guys use sex workers like you wouldn't believe. You know, D.C. is like only so large. It's, it's really, really tiny. But they have sex workers everywhere. You can get prostitutes up there, call girls, escorts, private escorts, all these high-end escorts, and they're always using them. They're always, always using them, and everybody just turns their back on them. It's It's just crazy. Not, when, I, when I say them, it turns their back, is that you know they don't care unless, unless you're a Republican or someone or a politician that is you know that doesn't align. With your, I guess, with, with your stance, and all, of, and then this all comes out to fruition. And, and I'm not sure if that's by design, but it just happens to be. So, so when when you have these QAnon theories that you know come on and say all these things are you know you know are this and that and this and that, it's not all you know fake because even fiction when, when you when you write a movie when you write a story, the characters they're all they're all based upon real life personality types. So when you hear this this the, you know this this type of theory about, about when they have movies, oh based on a true story, well yeah, you have like you know 1% of it's based upon a true story. Like Halloween's based upon a 1% of a true story. All the conjuring's based upon 1% of a true story or 1% of a narrative out there that may be true or who knows what the hell. But the characters, the character, the personality types are exactly, you know, based upon real personality types, which you can, you know, you can dissect, you can understand, you can remember, it'll remind you of your, your husband, your wife, you know, your, your friend and all those different types of things, because that's how it is. Everything's all great lies are always based upon the truth. They're not just made up. So it's very easy to say, oh, she supported QAnon conspiracy theories when maybe she believed 1% of it, all right? So it's, you know, I wouldn't push her there yet. I just don't know. From what I've, my research that I've done before I got onto this podcast, um, it doesn't look as though she's like this. Whoa, like some of your friends who believe like, you know, you know, green lasers or green or blue lasers, like it came down from the sky and then shot it over to Lahaina and blew up everything and... Things that were blue didn't really blow up because lasers apparently can't go through blue things. <laughs> I don't think she's that far. I don't think she's that far. Now, there are people who believe that what I just said, by the way, um, and if you're wondering, that's completely false. Uh, lasers can burn through any color. Okay. <laughs> just because if you have a blue laser and say, hey, look, I'm wearing a blue shirt, you can't, you point the blue laser at me. I'm not going to go, you know, you know, it's not going to burn through my shirt. Uh, that's a, but that's a bunch of baloney. The only thing a laser can't burn through is a mirror. <laughs> just to let you know, just to let you know, the the safest thing if the lasers are coming down from this a China satellite, make sure your roof is made out of a mirror, and then maybe, maybe it's going to shoot back up to the uh, up up to the um, space and destroy the satellite. <laughs> I'm just saying. I am just saying. Okay, back on to the Wikipedia stuff. So. Um, she is accused of supporting the QAnon conspiracy theory, and some academic and journalist, journalistic sources have investigated her ties to far-right extremism. Okay, what is that? What is far-right extremism? I mean, I, I really want to know. I, I really want to know. Um, 
She opposes transitioning to green energy. Well, I do that too. I mean, I think it's stupid. Okay, I really, I really do. Uh, COVID nineteen mask. Yep, they don't work. And vaccine mandates. Yeah, I don't. I don't think vaccine mandate. Well, the vaccine doesn't really really work right now. Um, she she's against abortion, so she's pro life. Okay. And she is uh, transitioning to okay. She opposes. She opposes sex education. You know. You know. They just put a comma here and they put sex education. She opposes sex education, or she opposes sex education on how they teach it right now in schools. Because yeah, I remember when I was going back to I guess elementary school and even I think it was uh, middle school, seventh grade. You know, they taught to us male and female. They have the sperm and you have the egg. <laughs> now, I don't know what the hell they're doing. What's a male? What's a female? Who the hell knows what a man or a woman is? Right? I don't know what it is. <laughs> okay. Um, she also opposes gender-affirming surgery for minors. Oh, my Lord. Really? That is just right, far-right extremism. <laughs> the way they write these things, they, they, you can feel the weight when, when they write these sentences that apparently they're, they're think they're, they think they're so smart. They're saying, look at her. You know, she opposes gender affirming surgery for minors. This lady's bad. It's really, really bad. <coughs> Excuse me. And she opposes same sex marriage. Well, that's a Christian thing. You talk to a lot of Christians out there and they're going to be, they're going to be against same sex marriage. Now, my, I guess, my, my argument, if you ever want to know my argument for same-sex marriage, is that as a wedding company, I'm completely for it. I'm completely for it. In fact, as a Christian, and I'm a very strong Christian, you know, I believe what I want to believe, and, and they, they believe what they want to believe. Now, this is, what I, this is where I kind, of change, I, I kind of veer off into my own interpretation of the Bible, uh, which, which contradicts a lot of what my friends who are Christians say. And we, we can have arguments about this left and right. Um, but to me, when it comes to same-sex marriage, um, sex is when one man and one woman become, I guess, I guess, uh, one in flesh. That's what it says in the Bible. Now, and if you follow it according to the Bible, there's actually no ring ceremony. There's no, you know, vow ceremony. There's no first kiss. There's no, nothing, none of that. Um, what it says in the Bible in Genesis is that Adam and Eve became one in flesh and they're considered husband and wife. And there we go. That's marriage right there. So every single time, you know, a person has sex with someone and they become one in flesh, they're married. And that's the religious thing. So that's, that's what makes same-sex marriage almost null and void, according to from a Bible standpoint. Now, from a legal standpoint, it is legally, you know, right for everyone to have, you know, the right if they're married to each other and, you know, marriage is different. Marriage in the legal realm is different. Marriage in the United States is different from what's in the Bible. So what do you want to believe? I mean, United States is not the is not a biblical state. Now we have laws based on biblical things, like how movies are based upon a true story, but you know, it's different. It's really, really different. I mean, even even with marriage, even with marriage, you can't marry someone, you know, under a certain age here in Hawaii or even your state. You know, you can't have that. You know, and a 30-year-old cannot, cannot get married to a 14-year-old. But here we are with, you know, Joseph and Mary, their, their husband and wife. 
and I think Mary was like 14, maybe 12 or something like that, and Joseph was 30. So their marriage would be null and void in America, in fact, illegal. And for a lot of, of like, right now, you fast forward to the present, we'll say, whoa, you know, that's kind of like, you know, I think you're a pedophile there, you know, Joseph. And, uh, and, and then you would, we would probably throw him into jail. <laughs> okay? So we can't take everything, you know, what the Bible says and then apply it to our life, you know, verbatim. Because it just won't work. And in our current culture, our current society, same-sex marriage is just what it is. It, it really is what it is. It's, it, and the rights, the equal rights, it's different than what is a biblical thing. So you can't, biblically, you can make it an, an argument against same-sex marriage. But, and, and even then, and even, and even then, can you make an argument against someone who is lesbian or gay? Um, and say, will a same will a person who likes the same sex are they going to go to hell? Well, you can't say that. You're you're not supposed to be allowed to judge. You know, one of the one of one of the ten commandments is thou shalt not judge. So you shouldn't be going down and saying, well, you know, I am holier than thou because I'm a Christian, and I should, you know, I'm saying you as a person who likes the same sex, you're going to go to hell, and you can't raise children right. You you know, you're not going to be a good mom or a good father because you're gay. That's very unchristian. Like, that's against what the Bible says. And if you go out there and say, whoa, they're living in sin. <laughs> I tell you what, buddy. Everyone is living in sin. Everyone. Born-again Christians are living in sin. The born-again Christian is just as sinful as a person out there, the, the next person out there who isn't, isn't saved. Okay? The... The only difference between a born-again Christian and a non-Christian is that the Christian is somewhat aware that they're doing that they're doing something wrong. And even that Christian can fall because they, they do. That is the sin of the flesh. If you look back in the Bible, we have King David. He's supposed to be one of the greatest characters in the whole Bible. You know, we're talking like other than Jesus, you have King David. And this guy out there, you know. He's seeing this woman, Bathsheba, bathe. She's bathing, of course, nude. And he says, ooh, she looks pretty good. And uh, he's a king. And he, end, he ends up killing her, killing her husband. You know, making her, making her husband, who's, a, who's this type of war, war hero guy, you know, probably a good guy, you know, says, I'm going to, like, you know, you know, defend my king, King David, fight for him to the death. And uh, he says, okay, yeah, you go on the front line. He gets killed. He gets killed so he can um, go ahead and, like, uh, date Bathsheba. And sleep with Bathsheba, lay with her. This is, he is honored by God. This is, I mean, God just loves David. He, he turned David into this king and David did this. So even the greatest, even the greatest that God has blessed with a lot of things can fall. They really can fall. So this thing where people will say, well, you know, Lauren Bobert, you know, she's this, like, you know, she's a, she says she's a born-again Christian and she does this. Well, yeah. She's human. She's sinner. She's a sinner. She's not better than anyone else. You know, she is going to make mistakes. Was this a mistake? Yes. Right? She has, you know, She's aware that it's a mistake. She, trust me, she is aware. Even if her ego is saying, and her, and her, and her constituents, or her, not constituents, but her, her advisors are, say, are saying, don't apologize, don't really apologize. No. You know, she's really well aware, well aware of it because I tell you what, her children, her children are going to be, 
you know, are going to be mocked in school. That's the most horrible thing about it. That's the most horrible thing about it. You know, you know it's always tough. It's really, really tough. You know, if you're in school, you know, if you're if you're in school, and then uh, you know, I've I've had uh, friends who are like this. If you're in school, and then you're the mother of that of that person is extremely good looking, extremely really, really, really good looking, and, and uh, it's tough for these kids. So you you have teachers who check out that the mother. You have. Other parents, their their you know spouse checks out them that mother. You have kids who check out that mother, and all of a sudden, that mother has a video of like this going on. It's tough. It's really really tough, and uh, it's not a good thing for the kid. It's horrible, and 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 if there's any prayer right now that should go out right now, it's it's to her kids. It really is, um, but uh, you know the. The media—they're just going to pound this and pound this until it gets worse and worse and worse. So, you know, she does this. Here, I'm going to continue reading. She is she self-describes as a born-again Christian. See, there's that word. She self-describes as a born-again Christian. Why do they have to put that there? Why don't they just say Lauren Bobert is a born-again Christian? Because they put the the sentence in there. They're weighting it and saying. A self-described born-again Christian, that means you're not really, you're just calling yourself a, a born-again Christian, but you're, you're, you're basically not. This is how they weight things. This is how you weight a sentence. Because when you say a self-described born-again Christian, it just means, well, you're only calling yourself born-again Christian, but to the Christian community, we're not calling you Christian. You're just self-described. This is... This is what the, 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 I guess the modifications are doing right now. The, the guy, the Democrat's going in there and just modding her, her Wikipedia, I guess, profile page. Bobert has said that she is tired of the separation of church and state junk and argued for greater church power and influence in the government, government decision making. Now, <laughs> that part right there, I'm not sure which part is true. But the part where it's quoted is that she is tired of the separation of church and state junk. Now, the, the thing about it is that in, in the Constitution, there is no such thing as separation of church and state. You know, all what it says in the Constitution is that the state should not establish a state religion. That's all it is. Now, as far as being anywhere near separating what the church believes from what the state believes... That's a bunch of baloney because a lot of the laws are, you know, inspired by the church. So just because you have thou shall not murder as a church belief, it doesn't mean that, you know, we should separate and say, well, the Bible says it. Therefore, our government shouldn't say thou shall not murder. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. It never, ever worked that way. Our state, our, our United States is based upon Judeo-Christian rights, Judeo-Christian beliefs. So if you study the Bible, which is all about rules, left and right, there's just so many rules and laws and everything in there, both good and bad, you know, both for their, their time and then, which some of them could be applied to our, to our time. But there, you know, that was what inspired you know, our way of living. And there was no, the, the, the creators of our, of our, 
beautiful nation, which is, they're always in search to make it better, by the way. They're always in search for the more perfect union. They, they say that in the, in the, in the Constitution. Um, but they've never said there's a separation of a church and state. So she just said she is tired, quote-unquote, tired of the separation, um, separation of church and state junk, end quote, and then she and then they write on their own part and argued for greater church power and influence in government decision making. They're 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 taking it out of context. They're waiting this sentence and and it looks as though that she wants a theocracy. And I'm sure she doesn't want a theocracy, but they're making it look as though she wants a theocracy, not a democracy. And this is the problem when it comes to what you read on top of the internet right here, or when you read anything. Because, because writers these days, they're not they're not they're, they're not trying to report the truth. They're, they're they're not just trying to tell you, you know, something plain and vanilla. They they just don't want to tell you the truth any, anymore. They want to weight things. They want to put their hand on the freaking scale, and influence your opinion. And you know, and when I write things, when I when I tell you things, you know, from my podcast, when I, when, I, when I tell you things, like when I when I write on top of my my um, script, or, or no, my script, but my scriptwritersteve.com website, it, you know, I, I try to be as impartial as I can, but just you know, just from the nature of of a, I guess, a person being a storyteller, you're always going to weight your argument, and for me, and for very responsible writers. You always have to pull yourself back or make a very distinctive effort to push your hand down on the other scale and then also check yourself. Check yourself because you may be weighting the scale one way too much, one way or the other. And that's called responsible reporting. And they don't have that anymore. Everything is a freaking opinion. Everything. All right, people. Enough about Lauren Bobert. That's it for today. It's uh, been talking to you for about 41 minutes. Uh, you know, before when I first started, I, <laughs> I would do these hour and a half podcasts. Hour and a half podcasts. I could keep talking and talking and talking. And, um, you know, I'm sure you, you have something else to do. And, uh, been, and I'm sure you want to talk about Lauren Bobert the whole time. So <laughs> I can keep going around in circles and circles and circles. Wait a minute. Before I go... I'm going to like skip on this topic here of Lauren Boebert. But um, I watched Donald Trump's interview uh, with this uh, NBC reporter. And she was this, uh, she's a very pretty, I think she looks Indian or something like that. And uh, she's uh, she was one of the moderators for the 2020 debates. And you know, I swear, like I was getting, <laughs> I have no idea how Donald Trump can sit there and uh I guess, have a conversation with this reporter. Because everything out of her mouth, I mean, she just, you know, she came in there with an agenda. And I could tell what she's looking for. She's looking for a soundbite out there that maybe, that, that maybe would be able to be used to convict Donald Trump, uh, I guess, of a crime. Because one of the things that, that uh, I, guess, I guess Jack White is trying to nail uh, Trump on is that Donald Trump, actually knew that the 2020 election, uh, that he lost the 2020 election, and that he, he just lied to everyone, including all his constituents, that, that, the 20, that the 2020 election was stolen. And he did this 
to rile up everything, even though he knew for a fact he had lost it. And how did he know about that? Well, you know, this consultant said he lost and this consultant said he lost. Just because those consultants said he lost doesn't mean he believes it. And I can, I can tell you that for the, for the truth. You know, I have a lot of friends and families who tell me different things, but I, I march to the beat of my own drum. Yeah, if, if I listened to my friends and family, I wouldn't have tried to become a screenwriter. If I listened to my friends and family, I would have not tried to become a wedding planner, a photographer, and even now, a barbecue restauranteur. Because they all say the same thing. A lot of them say the same thing. You can't do it. You have no experience. You have no business doing that kind of things. I, I, I can tell you how many people have told me, Steve, you have no, no business being a wedding planner because you have no, you're not married. You've never planned a wedding before in your life and you should not do it. These are reserved for the gay people out there. I've been told that. <laughs> I've been, I got kicked out of some associations because I was a straight wedding planner. They wanted a gay wedding planner. They'll say, hey, no, no, no. You, you no, no, no. He can't be good because he's a straight wedding planner. You know, did I, <coughs> excuse me. Did, did I tell you that story one day? One day? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm going to skip over it right now. But, but, but uh, you know, Trump marches to the beat of his own drum. So she's out there trying to, like, bait him and, you know, just, just, just trying to get him to say the wrong things. And, you know, she'll ask Trump these questions. It's like, you know, do you actually believe the 2020 election was stolen? And Trump will start talking and then she'll cut him off and says, well, I don't want to talk about something else now. You know, you just ask Trump if that, you know, that if he believes in it, and he's trying to explain to you the whole thing. And she cuts him off. Like she did at the debates. Well, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about that. And Trump was was asking her, well, do you... And, she, and he was getting her because she couldn't answer it. He says, you know, he asked her flat out, 51 intelligence, a former official intelligence officials signed an affidavit saying that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation when they knew for a fact that it was real. That is faking. That is propaganda. That is part of rigging the election because it affected votes. Don't you believe that? And she looked at him and said, I'd like to talk about something else. So she punted. She punted. That right there is proof of election interference. And then she goes out there to say, well, there's no proof that, you know, Joe Biden, you know, you're impeached for trying to find, you know, you know information on, on, on Joe Biden that they, that they did wrongdoings in Ukraine. And then Trump was like, well, you know, Joe Biden's on, on camera saying, you know, a quid pro quo, you, know, you fire this lawyer and you're not going to get the billion dollars. But if you fire him, you will get the billion dollars. And by God, he did it. You know, Trump is saying that. She's like, why don't I talk about something else? I don't, I, you know, there's no proof of quid pro quo. There's quid pro quo happening on video right there. You know, you know, it's, so, it, it's so weird that these journalists are so blinded by stupidity when it comes to Trump. They don't fact check anything. They don't fact check anything. You know, they'll say, oh, well, Trump, you're, you're like you're facing all of these indictments, the four indictments, and they don't go into how ludicrous each one is. The one with Stormy Daniels. You have the Manhattan DA who is bringing federal charges as a Manhattan DA. You know, he's a, he, he is a city prosecutor bringing federal charges. How the hell do you do that? You have to get cute with the charges. <laughs> And Stormy Daniels, oh, all of a sudden she is a, she's not an extortionist. 
you know, what is blackmail? When you say, well, I'm going to tell the media that we slept together unless you pay me 150 grand. Where's my 150 grand? That's called extortion. But apparently not to them. Not to them. And this is where, you know, the, the lunacy comes in. And, and I'm not sure if they're lunatics, stupid, or they have an agenda and they just hate Trump so much. They view him as this evil, evil Satan that they will say anything, do anything to get him out of office. And they're part of the problem and they don't even know that. And they're out there, they're out there, they're out there, you know, towing the line. And this is is during, during the interview. They're towing the line saying, Mr. President, do you believe in democracy? Do you believe that the United States has a democracy to save? And this is all part of Joe Biden's campaign strategies. Like, I am running to save democracy. And, you know, what the hell? That's a loaded question. I mean, that, that's like me walking up to anyone and says, well, do you believe in not hitting your wife? And I even, I, don't, I even know for a fact that this person doesn't, you know, hit his wife. But I said, do you, really believe, do you really believe that not hitting your wife is a good thing? <laughs> it's a loaded question. It has weight on it. You don't ask questions like that. that, that it's, it's so stupid. Like, do you believe in not hitting your wife or killing her or murdering her? And you say, of course not. Like, oh, really? Really? <laughs> Have you had arguments with her before? Right? You know, if you were to kill your wife, how would you actually kill her? <laughs> and then the person says, "Well, I don't. I, I didn't kill my wife. She's still alive. I would never kill my wife." And and then they would, and they would look, 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 look at her. Says, "Well, I don't want to talk about something else." <laughs> that's how, that's what it was. As soon as he he started to defend himself, says, "I want to talk about something else," and she thinks that you know we can't see through her. Now, I can tell you this, the Democrats, the ones who hate Trump, they can't see past her narrative. Whatever comes up, because I, 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 I'll be honest with you, a lot, of the, a, lot of the, a lot of the Democrats, a lot of the Democrats out there, um, they are blind loyalists. And at the very, very top, you have, um, you have challengers and you have, and you have people who are very, uh, I guess when I say at the top, we're talking the, the politicians, the leaders out there, the people who are like the Nancy Pelosi's, the Obamas. Uh, you know, you have the, the the personality types out there. They're either challengers or they're achievers. And achievers are very, very much into their image. They're very much about winning accolades, uh, very image oriented, and they'll do anything to protect that image. Now, when they're healthy, they're really great. They're like Deion Sanders. Their image is the truth. And they're very charismatic. You know, everything they say is, is, it may sound like a pitch, and it may be a pitch, but the, the story that they're pitching is 100% true. That's Deion Sanders for you. When he talks about Colorado being a winner. You know, when he walks into a room, people look, people look at him up and down. He's the one who sets the tone. You, know, you want to be part of that, be with him. Right? That's Deion Sanders. Now, you look at Joe Biden, he's out there all image-oriented, and he, and he says, well, I worked in the coal mines over there, I even flew that jet, oh, well, I remember driving that truck, and of course, it's all a lie. 
Because he wants to just fit in with everyone. But he's out there trying to say it with a nice smile. But this guy can just spit off lie after lie after lie. And that's what an achiever does. The difference between, uh, I guess, a, a, a healthy and unhealthy achiever. Unfortunately, in, poli- in politics, you have a lot of people who are image-oriented and only care about winning and then feeding you what you want to hear. Political speak. And then, and then you have people out there who will do anything to win, break laws, all those different types of things. We're talking like, you know, the intelligence agencies. Well, we don't want Trump in office, but we're going to lie, lie, and lie. Well, we have, we have this. This is illegal. We're, it's election interference, but we're just going to do it anyway. We don't care. And, and that's at the top of the Democratic pyramid. Now, on the bottom, below that, you have blind loyalists. You have blind loyalists, and this includes a lot of like the news reporters out there who have no idea what to believe. These type of people, these, and they don't know that they're loyalists, by the way. They're that stupid, okay? But one thing they have, which you know, kind of connects them all together, is they have a, a fear of themselves. They have a fear of believing in themselves. That's why they always have to look upwards to, for someone to rescue them, for someone to follow. Unfortunately, those people who they're following... They're not following God. They're not following God. A lot of the Democrat parties, Dave, they don't like God, okay? Right? But they follow a person, a rescuer, and they're going to identify. And who do they identify with? Oh, whoever, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Greta Thunberg. And whatever mantra they march from at the top becomes their mantra. And they'll say the same things over and over and over again. And, And I tell you what, the people at the bottom... You know, they're, they're very, very scary sometimes because, because they don't trust others. Because, because they don't trust themselves, they don't trust others. They only trust what's at the top. And anyone else who kind of, you know, doesn't fall within their membership group, they seek out and destroy. They destroy what they fear because all of a sudden, if that group says Trump is Satan, Trump is so-and-so, well... Instead of dealing with it, they're, they're going to destroy it. And that's called counterphobic. And, and again, th- this is why liberals, Democrats, if you're, if you're you, you can be a friend with a Democrat for about 40, 50 years, or you've grown up with them, you know, named your godchild after them. And they're a hardcore Democrat. You've accepted them for, you know, for their beliefs. And you said, yeah, you know, they believe in this. And, and all of a sudden, they find out, they will say, do you really, you know, are you going to really vote for that guy, Trump? And you say, yeah, and I'll tell you the reasons why. They'll say, no, no, I don't, I don't need to listen to the, any reasons why, just like that girl. I don't need to listen. Stop talking to me. Next subject. In fact, don't talk to me. Next subject. I'm out of here. So all of that, all of a sudden, like that, they're out of your life. They won't talk to you. They have literally excommunicated you from your, from, I guess you, from their life. <laughs> because because you're not in the club. You're not in the club. And and it's all trickled down from the top. Now on the Republican side, if you're wondering, on the Republican side, they're uh and I'm by the way, I'm I'm doing I'm I'm uh just I'm just talking off the cuff to my uh, right now because um I guess uh you know, what, what, I'm, what I'm doing now is uh, just uh, 
I'm trying to trying to like uh, put some good words. I'm, I'm talking off the cuff about all the, these different personality types to give you a better cross section like, of, of the people you interact in politics right now. So on the Republican side, a lot of people on the Republican side are moralists or, or reformers, and you, and they're just there's so many of them. They want to do the better thing, and uh, apparently that's what that's what makes everything wrong with the Republican Party. And that's why we're not as unified as the Republican, as the Democrats, because we don't have, have as many loyalists. We don't have, have as many blind loyalists. Everyone is out there and they're saying, I got a better idea. I got a better idea. You know, everyone has a better idea. Even from the smaller guys, well, I don't like better idea. I got a better idea here. And you know, you wouldn't believe it. They say, well, I don't like Trump for this reason. I, I, you know, I like this other guy for a better reason. And we're very, very much fractured. The loyalists, though, a good thing is that we're, uh, I guess, we're, we're we're congregating kind of around Trump. Anyway, guys, I'm looking at my podcast here, and it's turning red. I think um, it says here, your maximum recording time for segments is 60 minutes. Keep an eye on the clock. 56 minutes, got four minutes to talk. Um, well, I'm going to end it here. Thank you so much for listening to me. I am going to be, um, I guess, trying to podcast more. I'm going to get more other people onto my podcast for you to listen to. That's it for now. I'm out.